Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Freezes just like ice And there's a cold and lonely light That shines from you You will wander like the wreck you hide Behind that mask you use And did you think this fool could never win? Well, look at me, I'm coming back again Got a taste of love in a simple way And if you need to know while I'm still standing You just fade away And don't you know I'm still standing Better than I ever did Looking like a true survivor a Feeling like a little kid and I'm still standing after all this time Picking up the pieces of my life Without you on my mind Just I never could have hoped to win You sliding down the road and leading me again The threats you made were meant to cut me down And if I love just a circus, you'll be a clown by now. No, I'm still standing better than I ever did. Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. I'm still standing after all this time. Picking up the pieces of my life without you on my mind. Yeah. 
Welcome to Inspired with Christopher. Join us on our journey together through all of life's triumphs and tribulations. Prepare for an open, honest, and inspiring look at all the questions you may have about your journey through life. Now I present to you, your host for this journey, ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Martin. gentlemen gentlemen ladies whether you're driving a pinto or driving a mercedes sit down sit up what you looking at buttercup i'm still standing that's right ladies and gentlemen i'm still standing you're still standing we're all standing because by god we made it to the year 2020 and i just want to say from the bottom of my heart that i hope and pray that everybody has had a blessed joyous and wonderful christmas a blessed joyous and wonderful new year and i hope and pray that you guys had you experienced it and you milked it to the fullest of what it could be and what it can be and what it should be okay and what i mean by that is for example like with christmas guys we know that so many people especially the little kids like the little children they love christmas for the simple fact oh dinosaurs toys all that bullshit but you know what for the adults for the parents out there we need to take Christmas back so to speak and what I mean by that is that we need to realize that honestly Christmas is meant for families to come together for them to reflect on the true gifts in life the true blessings in life and ultimately like the gifts that are given the worldly possessions that these kids are given, the worldly possessions that we're given, for the most part, honestly, if you think about it, they're used to distract us even more from spending time together. You guys notice that? It's crazy to think that the things that you guys think that can bring you closer together, as a matter of fact, they can split you and they can splinter you further apart than you could ever imagine. And it's crazy to think that. But regardless, it's amazing that over a couple thousand years ago, guess what? A beautiful man by the name of Jesus Christ, he came down, he was born, and he was the ultimate gift that came down and said, hey, guess what? You humans, you screwed up. You screwed the pooch. Adam and Eve, they weren't so good to what they should have done and what and what they should have followed. But by God, I am the one that has come. I am the one that is going to save you guys. And through me, guess what? You get that gift called eternal life again. You thought that was taken away, but guess what? Through me, you have it again. And for the people out there that want to get all political with me and say, hey, you know Jesus wasn't born on December 25th, right? Well, no shit. We know Jesus wasn't born on de December 25th, but the simple fact that we're able to pick a day out every single year on December 25th to recognize how important that that event was, it was actually, in my opinion, the second most important event in the history of the world <laughs> behind the resurrection and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. 
And the fact that we're able to celebrate that, the fact that we're able to focus on that, it is such a beautiful thing. It's such a wonderful thing. And I hope and pray that you guys use that to your fullest advantage this Christmas and this holiday season. And I hope and pray that not only did you use it to focus on Jesus, but you did it to focus on things within your life that could that could improve things in your life that you could use to heal and you could use Jesus to help that healing process because you know what humans as humans we have a horrible horrible record of burning bridges okay we have a horrible habit of doing it but like the beautiful part about it is that through God and through Jesus Christ guess what God he's in the bridge building business and guess what Jesus he's the one that bridged that gap that we created between ourselves and God. And that's one of the purposes of Christmas is to recognize that Jesus bridged that gap through him coming to the world. And I definitely hope and pray, guys, that you use Christmas to the fullest potential in which it was intended. Okay. And not only that, but a couple days ago, like we celebrated the new year, baby. Okay. 2020. How crazy is it that it's 2020? Because me personally, I was born in 1988 and I'm thinking to myself, you know, ever since, especially that I've become a parent that holy crap, time has flew by. It's just amazing how time flies and like the faster time flies, that's a great r reminder of, OK, God's telling us, all right, you need to pump the brakes on certain things in your life and you need to refocus and you need to recalibrate and you need to hit the reset button. And that's the beautiful thing about um, about the new year is because, yes, like with Christmas, it's a reminder of what we should be grateful for. <laughs> throughout the year but also like with a new year it's a wonderful thing it's a wonderful reminder of what of what a fresh start can do within our lives and my question to everybody listening to this is okay is that when it comes to like fresh starts in your life what do you need to work on that where a fresh start would be beneficial to your life? Would it be in a relationship? Uh, w would it be um, with your job? I mean, would it be with you needing to move out and go somewhere else? Uh, and, and that would help your s situation overall. I mean, there's like so many things that the new year holiday is good for as a reminder. And like, we have uh, a thing when it, when it comes like the new year to where we have like our new year's resolutions, right? We have the thing where like we decide from this day forward for the next 365, 364 days. Guess what? We are going to focus on, on something that, or many things that we're going to do that will ultimately better ourselves. Okay. And, and whether that's working out, whether that's being like a better husband, being a better father, being a better wife, being a better mother, uh, finding that new job so you can better yourself for your family. I mean, there's so many things out there, um, that 
people make resolutions over. And like the sad part about it is like the majority of us statistics show actually over 75%, um, 75 per hundred people that make those resolutions, they end up breaking them like within the first month. And why is that? Okay. Why do we break those resolutions? And it's mainly due to the fact that we are creatures of habit. Okay. And that's built into us. And being creatures of habit, that's not necessarily a bad thing in most cases, okay? Because being like a creatures of habit was built into us simply for our protection because if we become because if we could because if we become like the creatures of habit in certain ways shapes and forms then that's going to ultimately help us out in the long run but in certain cases if we become creatures of habit and it's a harmful habit then it could ultimately be like a buzzsaw and go through every positive aspect of your life. Okay. Now, are you a creature of habit when it, when it comes to things like drug addiction? Or are you a creature of habit when it comes to things like porn addiction? Or are you a creature of habit when it comes to things like, you know, you, you know, you're good enough to get a better job, but like you've chosen not to because like you're so comfortable, but you know, ultimately in the long run that it will benefit you yourself and your family. Are those harmful habits holding you back? Um, you know, reflect everybody and think to yourself, okay, what habits are beneficial in my life and what habits are holding me back? Okay. Because I know for me personally, as many, as many, many, many of you know, um, and I've said this many, many times that me being a dad, it comes perfectly natural to me. Okay. But me being a husband, it's work. And like, the thing is, it is not the fact that I don't love my wife because I love her to death and I'm extremely grateful for her. And she is the main reason why that I have the two greatest blessings in my life, which are my kids. And she, and she's my partner. She's my best friend and I'm very, very grateful for her. But like the God honest truth guys is that ever since my parents passed away, I haven't been the best partner to her. I have not been the best husband. And one of my resolutions for the year is to step up to the plate, be a better husband and be a better man to her. Um, and, and that means not letting my habits of me being depressed all the time, me feeling sorry for myself, the whole creature of habit thing, guys. Don't let the habits of letting my depression and my sadness overcome my wife's need for me to step up and be a better husband. I'm going to be working on that this year, guys. That's my resolution is to be a better husband. And to be a better dad in in various ways. So, I mean, like for me, I want to be more helpful around the house. I want to be a better listener for my wife. Um, and and like the biggest issue, guys, because you know that because you guys know that I'm an open book. One of my biggest issues that I have is that I have a habit of taking my frustrations out on her. 
And it's not even necessarily um, her fault. It's just certain things that get to me, and I have a horrible, horrible habit. Back to the creatures of habit thing, guys. Of not venting in the proper manner, and I just, and I get loud, I get abrasive, I turn into a complete dick. I'm going to be honest with you guys. And I have those moments where I fly off the handle and I think to myself, by God, I need to be better when it comes to those situations. And I think to myself, okay, what ways can God intervene and, and, and stop me during those moments and make me realize, okay, your wife is here to listen to you and she's here to be your partner and she's here to be here for you. She's not here to be a verbal punching bag, so to speak. So you need to realize that there's only so many times that you can say this to her before she gets to the point where she's like, all right, I can't take this no more. Yes, I do love you, but love can only go so far in certain circumstances. And I'm starting to see that now. And and I'm starting to realize that. And I need to call on God more. And I need to realize, okay, that, that I can't control the way other people are. I can't. And I cannot control their words. I cannot control their actions, but I can control my words and my actions. And something I've discovered is a part of the reason why that I've been so much that I've been like that towards her is because she has been she cares so much. And it frustrates me because there's so many people out there that take me for granted. And they don't truly give a shit. And my wife, she does care. So I struggle when it comes to controlling my emotions. And sometimes I take it out on my wife, guys. And I don't physically hurt her or beat the crap out of her or nothing like that. It's nothing like that, guys. It's just that's a battle that I deal with. Because I love her so much, because I trust her so much, I have a tendency to let all of my emotions be exposed to her. When in when in actuality, yes, yes, I should vent to her, but but I should also tell the people that I'm frustrated with how I truly feel, whether they let it go in one ear and out the other. The simple fact that I got it off my chest to the people that it's bugging me, that is one step closer to me being a better husband to my wife. So. Certain things, guys, that, you know, we can work on, like with being husbands, like with being wives, fathers, mothers, uh, and like the workplace. I mean, there's so many things that we can essentially and ultimately work on. And I know, like for me, too, that also another thing that I need to work on, too, is um, is spending more time with my kids. Because like the guy's truth, guys, is that I, yes, I do spend time with my kids at the house. You know, like we like we watch TV, like we read books, like we 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 play video games and things like that. But I need to make a bigger effort on going out with them more. 
going out for walks, going to the park, going downtown, taking them to the arcade, things like that, and realizing that there's more to life than being a homebody. But that thing called depression, man, that habit of depression, that, that's that got a hold of me, and that has and that's affected that aspect of my life as well, like with being a father. And I pray that this year that God takes that off of me, that cloud of depression, and he refocuses me. He recalibrates me, so to speak, to see what I really need to do better as a dad, what I really need to do better as a husband. And better as a friend, better as a brother. I mean, and the thing is, is that too, one, some other things that I need to work on resolution, so to speak, that I really, really want to work on is being more active with talking to my friends and family, because many, many of my, hell, I take that back because I have more acquaintances, more acquaintances than friends. I have a habit of where I'm very verbal with people and I talk to them for like a long period of time and I could talk to them for like weeks straight and then all of a sudden I could fall off the face of the earth. Because of that thing called depression, it's getting the best of me. And I need to work on realizing that there's people that love me, that, 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 that like there's people that care about me. And this thing called depression, this thing called bipolar disorder, it's not going to get the best of me this year by God. It's not going to do it because with God and with my wife and with my children and with my friends on my side, guess what? I'm not going to be defeated. Satan ain't going to defeat me this year, okay? You know what? Because God's going to be the one that's going to be sticking his hand out saying, "Uh uh-uh, devil, it ain't going to happen. And last year, there's so many things that were trying to defeat me. First off, the biggest, one of the biggest struggles of my life, my mom passed, and that was a huge, huge blow right there. And it really, really affected me. It still does affect me, which as a matter of fact, guys, next week will be the one year anniversary of my mom's death. So please pray for me. That would be greatly appreciated. And it's crazy to think that it's already been a year. It really, really is. And I definitely hope and pray that whatever you guys are going through, that you come to a better understanding and a better peace with your mom or dad. Let's say that both like your mom and dad, that they're still here. If you have rifts, if you have tears within your relationships with your mom and dad, please consider fixing it. Please let God try to build those bridges that you've burned with them because you know what every single day that I breathe I wish and I pray and I would give my left arm uh, my left leg and my left nut just to have my parents here for one more day for one more moment just to hug them and tell them how much I love them so please don't take it for granted that's one thing you guys can work on this year with the resolution not taking things for granted and not taking people for granted 
and focusing on who really adds value to your life. Who adds value to your life, guys? Are your friends, are they supportive of what you, of what you want to do with your life? But is what you want to do with your life, is it a positive thing that can make a huge impact on, on the world, on your community? Is it something that could benefit you and your family? Or is it something that is potentially d d destructive? And are you having friends backing you up with that? Because think about it this way, guys. True friends, true friends are the ones that are going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And unfortunately, within this past year, I've lost a couple of friends that way because I was extremely blunt. I was very honest and I simply was true to who I was. And... You know what I'm going to do, guys, because I wasn't going to address this, but I'm going to freaking address this by God, um, because I'm going to put this baby to bed. I am. And I'm not going to talk about this ever again. And for the people that I'm about to mention, you know how to get a hold of me. So something I just want to say from the bottom of my heart. Certain people within my life, they were so wrapped up and trying to fit in with certain groups of people because they because they're yearning for that love. They're yearning for that respect and that appreciation that somehow they weren't getting anywhere else. So by doing that and by focusing on people that wouldn't add to his life, he completely threw a whole group of people uh, under the bus for the benefit of a bunch of people that are going to throw him uh, 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 under the bus long term. And I just want to say, this is the last time that I'm going to mention your name. But I'm grateful for what you've done for me. And that's Mr. Mike Durban. Brother, whatever you're looking for in your life, to get that void filled in your life for happiness, I hope and pray you get it. I really, really do. But the path that you're going down right now with who you're associating with, it's extremely destructive and it makes you look it makes you look like a fool. It doesn't make you look like the man that I know you can be and the man that you've shown me to be. And long story short, guys. Mike was one of the main people that helped get me on the network that I'm on now, the Reality Check Podcasting Network. He was one of my biggest supporters and friends. But come to find out, as he got more <laughs> involved with a certain group of people, which I'm not going to give them the the name re recognition because quite frankly they don't deserve it um 
he started to hang around and focus on them so much more and on what he could do and what, and what he could say to, to please them and make them happy that he basically, he sacrificed a friendship with me just to tell people private information about me with conversations that me and him have had just to tell them just so they can make fun of me and tear me down. Um, the biggest thing that really, really um, got me was I sent Mike a message after I got a message back um, from his friends that were making fun of me. And I told Mike that I was having a really bad day, that I was having suicidal thoughts because of my bipolar manic issues. And I told him straight out, dude, words hurt. He literally had me in tears. And Mike, every little thing that I was telling Mike, he was telling them. And they would go on a private message board on Facebook and they would make fun of me. And the main thing that they're making fun of me about was the fact that I have a supportful page for my spinal stenosis, my degenerative disc disease, which you guys know about. I'm currently trying to raise $3,000 so I can get spine surgery. I made a comment on Twitter stating, Hey guys, what's a good cheap Patreon th that I could, uh, be a part of. Uh, it's just something fun to listen to. And as soon as that message was posted, everybody started, started attacking me from all ends saying that saying that I was a fraud, saying that I was using the uh, money um, from my medical fund to buy Patreons and buy stupid crap with. And little did they realize and little did they care to realize my mother-in-law gave me a $25 Visa gift card. And she said to me, sweetie, you work hard. You bust your butt. Please do something for yourself. So one of my favorite things to do is listen to podcasts. And I love Brad Shepard. And I love Vince Russo. And I was considering getting one of those two. On top of that, actually, scratch that. It was Brad Shepard's, it was Vince Russo's, and it was the um, it was the Patreon of the front row material featuring Mikey Whipwreck, Jerry Lind, and Mike Freeland. And I literally love podcasting because honestly, it helps distract me from daily struggles of life. And I'm very grateful for that. And instead of listening to me say, hey, my mother-in-law gave me this $25 gift card, which is true. 
they started to attack me. They started to call me a fraud. Mike started posting comments on Twitter saying that I was a fraud, that I was a fake and everything else. And I privately messaged him after he was posting those negative comments. And he said to me, hey, man, just stop it. Just relax and calm down and everything else. No offense, Mike, but how the fuck would you feel if somebody was calling you a fraud? Whenever you genuinely weren't. And yet you stuck your neck out there. You were being transparent and real with people and you were asking for help. I'm sorry that it annoyed you that I was asking for help. And I'm sorry. And it's funny because it didn't bother you until your buddies started mentioning it, that it bothered them. And they started to make fun of me. And Mike, I'm going to be blunt and honest with you, brother. You're not going to get far in life if you continue to play follow the leader with people that aren't going to add value to your life. I can tell you that right now. And you could say all you want about Vince Russo, but because I know that's what you're probably going to say. But that man, he's literally helped me from committing suicide. He's helped me deal with my depression. He's been there in more ways than you will ever realize and more ways than everybody will realize because there's a lot of private conversations that me and Vince have had that many people don't know about because I don't choose to advertise everything. I don't. So before you start to fire back on that, think. You don't know the whole story. And for people out there that want to get attacked for being open, that want to get attacked for being honest, I encourage you, don't let those people get in your way of reaching your goal, of defeating you. Because you know what? Ultimately, they want you to falter. They want you to fall. They want to tear you down. Because by God, they have nothing else to stand on. So you guys want to call me a beggar? Yes, I am a beggar. I'm a beggar of the salvation of Jesus Christ. I'm a beggar of forgiveness. I'm a beggar of redemption. Yes. I wake up every single day and beg God and I pray to God and I ask him, hey, Please watch over my family. Please protect my family and please make sure that I could potentially make it home safe from work, even with my disabilities. So if you want to call me a beggar, go right ahead. But you guys are beggars of attention, but not in the right way. You guys are so empty in so many ways that you choose to tear others down to try to fill that void that will never be filled by tearing others down. That void will only be filled by Jesus Christ. And you guys are probably going to think that, oh, God, man, that's like nails, nails on a chalkboard to you. But but that's the God honest truth. And I hope and pray, especially you, Mike, because I still do care for you. That one day that you 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 do find Jesus Christ, that you do find that answer and that you do realize that you are good enough, that you are smart enough and that you are a wonderful, beautiful, talented person that doesn't need to be fake 
and go behind other people's backs and lie just to fit in. You could be who you are and be loved for who you are, not who you pretend to be to fit in with others. Mike, I love you. I care for you. And you have my number. But I'm going to love you from a distance from now on. If you choose to make that turnaround in your life, which I pray you do, brother, just like Jesus, I have open arms. But I'm not, nor can I associate with you, knowing that you're constantly going back to people and telling them every single thing that I'm telling you. I love you. I pray for you. And I hope that you have a good year, a prosperous year. Hell, man. I pray that you find that perfect woman for you. And I pray that you find that happiness that you're looking for, brother. And I pray that whatever you need to help you get to those steps that you need to get to, to fulfill that happiness and that joy in your life, that you get it, brother. Because deep down, man, I I know this isn't you. But anyways, guys, before I move on, we're going to have the inspired song of the week. And, uh, and you know what? We're going to have a beautiful song. It's inspired as always. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Let the song spoil it for you. All right, guys. Thank you. God bless you. And see you on the other side. They steal my soul So walk with me Talk with me Hold my hand I'm stumbling in consequence There is me
Thank you so much for coming back, and I hope and pray that the Inspired Song of the Week, it inspired you, it motivated you, and it helped you realize that, hey, there's more to life than pleasing human beings that will constantly disappoint you, that like the main purpose of you waking up is to please God, is to do His purpose and to fulfill the journey in which you've been directed to travel in. So, guys, I just want to say that I'm very, very grateful for this past year. Even there's been more valleys and hills. I'm very grateful because God has used this to help me open up my eyes to a lot of things in my life that I need to work on and a lot of things that I need to be grateful for and things that I'm working on but I'm exactly where I need to be for at the point that I need to be then and um something I do want to say I mean like we're talking about friendship here and like we're talking about like the uh being like the creatures of habit and like yearning to fit in and like our resolutions and everything else guys um Something I want to say from the bottom of my heart as well is Mr. John Wanglin, brother. Thank you so much for being so good to me. Thank you so much for being literally like a brother to me. Um, I'm very grateful for you. You've been nothing but kind to my family. You've been nothing but gracious to my family and you've been nothing but good to me. And you are exactly what I needed this year. That person that God put in my life 
to help me cope and help me get through these valleys I've gone through, brother. Thank you so much for being that ear, that shoulder to cry on, that manly shoulder to cry on. Because, yes, I do have my wife, but also, guys, you got to recognize, like with men, we have to have men that we can talk to as well. And John was that one for me. And, brother, I'm extremely grateful for you. Um, I'm grateful for what you've done for my kids. I'm grateful for what you, you, you've done for, for me. It's crazy to think that my podcast next week, it will be the one year anniversary of my podcast and i just it blows me away that i started out on a tiny downloading app called anchor and then i went from anchor to like the russo youtube brand and then i went from the russo youtube brand to the reality check podcasting brand and john has constantly said to me every step of the way, Hey brother, man, you are doing a wonderful job, man. You better keep it up. And, and like the messages that I'm getting literally on like a weekly basis from people due to what I'm telling and what I'm saying, good, bad, or indifferent, knowing that I'm helping people, it makes it worth it, guys. It motivates me. And I just want to say, thank you so much, John. Um, And I hope and pray that you and your family have a wonderful, fantastic year. And I pray for Rob and your family, brother. And I pray for Richie and your family, brother. And I pray for Justin. I pray for Kevin. I pray for Tim, all my brothers, um, that you guys have a wonderful year coming up. I really, really do. Hell, even my blood brother, Anthony. I pray for his family as well. Um, And it's crazy to think that God puts people in your life at the exact perfect time that you need them to. And it's kind of like God kind of puts people in your life at certain times to open up your eyes during certain times to make you realize, hey, you need to follow this path or that path. And for everybody out there, um, I just want to say that the path that I'm going in my life, it's a little bit bumpy. It's got potholes in it. But by God, God's leading the way. He is. And it's just a wonderful thing that we are all on together with this journey. And I'm super duper excited to share it with you guys because we have one year down and many, many to go. And I'm super excited. And like, you know what? Like the two main reasons why I'm doing this podcasting is first off, not only is it therapeutic for me it's kind of like a vocal diary for me but also no wait it's three things like the first thing is 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 it's kind of like therapy for me uh second thing is knowing that i can help you guys through my issues it means the world to me also the third thing is I want to record as much as possible. That way, let's say something happens to me, my children and my wife will always be able to hear my voice. 
And that means the world to me because I would give anything to have more recordings of my mom and dad, videotapes, uh, voicemails, you name it, just to hear them. Because I'm going to be honest with you, as the days goes by, I don't remember it as much. I don't. And it quite frankly sucks. It really, really does. Um, so, yeah, guys, I just hope that you can do something that can make an impact, but that can also be a way to share with your family that you can use it over many years that can bring joy to your family. And I pray that, you know, whatever that is, I mean, yeah, whether it's podcasting, whether it's uh, you uh, draw pictures, I mean, uh, whether it's uh, you make music, I mean, just things that you can pass down to your family to make your family feel that love, even if you're not here. It's a beautiful thing to do. So, guys, consider it. And um, one other thing, too, that I want to do, uh, another New Year's resolution before I move to, like, my final topic, is I want to learn Spanish, okay? And I want to learn Spanish because of my brother, his wife, and my nephew and both my nieces, okay? Because, like, the God honest truth is I feel stupid because my sister-in-law, her family uh, is uh, Latino and like um, and like her family is a, is originally from Mexico. So, like, as you can imagine, there's like the Latin influence, like with Spanish. And I quite frankly would love to learn Spanish. People have told me some of like the best ways like to do it is like to listen like to Spanish rap, watch uh, watch Spanish soap operas, um, uh, do the um, the uh, the Rosetta Stone thing. But uh, I don't know. I'm just saying, guys. Do you have any s- suggestions as a way to help me uh, learn Spanish? Because that would be extremely cool. It would. And um, and uh, one thing I do want to share, too, before I move on to like some less serious topics, uh, is that earlier today at work, which I work in a money center, which which I'm the super which I'm the supervisor in the Walmart money center at my Walmart here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Basically, my job is consistent of I basically just count money all day. I do uh, money orders. I se- I send money. I do I do all of like the crap that we're basically like the bank of Walmart. And I really love my job, but sometimes like with certain customers, it saddens me. Um you know, one of the things like that saddens me is that you know that there's certain people like that come in 
and that they're getting money day after day after day sent to them and and they're wearing the same exact clothes day after day after day i mean like they're in very very rough shape they're missing teeth their faces are all scratched up they're all scarred up and everything else and you know deep down what they're doing you know and like with drug habits and everything else and god i feel bad for them and and i wish that god could take that away from them and make them realize that there's a better way to life with filling that void than doing drugs that there's a better way with dealing with it man and god can lead you in that path he can and I just want to like to let everybody know that if you feel hopeless and and that if you're struggling with drugs, if you're struggling with porn, if you're struggling with any kind of addiction, you have a wonderful father up in heaven that loves you. Jesus Christ loves you. And I love you. If you guys need to talk, I'm here for you because you're listening to a former drug addict. You're listening to a former porn addict. Guess what? Ah, yes, I might have a show, but I'm no better than you. So if you need to talk, I'm here for you guys. And I pray for you. Because you're not in this alone. And another thing that really, really bothers me is that growing up, I, 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 I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. So so I grew up in like a massive melting pot of all diversities, cultures, ethnicities, you name it. And racism was something that I was not really exposed to growing up because because of Baltimore, for the most part, <laughs> People don't see color, they see character. And I definitely hope and pray that more areas are like that. But unfortunately, living down south, that's less common. Um, with where, where I live now. And one of my all-time heroes was Dr. Martin Luther King. And he said, don't judge someone by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And I take that to heart with every single person that I meet, every single person that I talk to, because like the God honest truth is that we all bleed red. And for the people that want to claim that they're racist against people of color, and yet they claim that they worship Jesus Christ, they need to look in the mirror and realize that Jesus he was a man of color as well. He was a Middle Eastern dark-skinned Jew. So, yeah, that blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus that you guys, not you guys, but the small minority believe in, guess what? Jesus wasn't white. So you need to turn your little twisted thoughts around and stop changing things through your personal narrative. But anyways... One thing that I observed today is that I was serving this one customer. Um, it was an African-American lady, and she was talking to me earlier, uh, and she, she was cashing her check for her um for her housing uh, because basically 
down here, what you do is you get like a check sent to you like the first of the month and you cash it and you use that money to buy a money order to give to the housing authority for people that are on um, Section 8 housing. And this woman, um, which I was being nothing but respectful towards this woman. I was cashing her stuff and everything else. And I told her that I hope and prayed that she had a wonderful day. And I was counting out like the money to her on like the uh, on like the desk. And she said to me, you are being so rude to me and being so ignorant to me. No wonder. Crackers like you. Um, can't make it can't make it where I'm from and that's not the main thing that bothered me guys the main thing that bothered me was the fact that she had a little girl that was being exposed to this ignorance this blatant ignorance and this little girl is soaking in all this stuff and that think about it this way, guys. Racism is taught. You're not born racist. You're born colorblind when it comes to seeing people for who they are. I'm sorry, but you are. So for somebody to act that way towards me and towards other white people simply due to the fact that they had bad experiences or they were raised that way. It saddens me because that, because that little girl due to the fact that the mother is being that ignorant is, is pigeonholing her daughter already and cutting off so many opportunities in her life due to that ignorance. And to everybody out there, it's just skin color. We are all one giant family in the big picture of things. And you might believe in Buddha. You might believe in Muhammad. And I might believe in Jesus. But by God, one thing that we all can believe in is love and respect for one another. And we can agree to disagree. And... How would you feel in that moment knowing that you had a little girl staring up at a white man that she didn't even know in disgust simply due to the fact that her mother was blatantly being ignorant? That's it's a sad thought. Would you be ashamed if you were acting like that and your kids were watching you? Because I damn near because I damn sure would be ashamed if my kids started acting that way. I really, really would. Because we're the ones that are going to shape and mold our children. We're the ones that are shaping and molding this generation to come. And for everybody out there that that wants to bitch and moan about the millennials... Yes, I have my opinion on them. And yes, I think a bunch of them are a bunch of lazy, ungrateful little jackasses but it's not all their fault 
It's partially the parents' faults for raising such soft children and letting modern technology babysit their children and raise their children. So for those parents that want to complain over and over and over, oh, my kid doesn't listen to me, my kid doesn't do this, and my kid doesn't, my kid doesn't do that. How about take the damn cell phone out of their hands? Take the cell phones out of your hands and focus and spend time with your children and show them what love is because they're going to try to seek it and search it elsewhere. And guess what? Like with with technology, it's fake. It's artificial. And it's not going to give them like the love that they need or the direction that they need. Only parents can do that. So, so mom and dad from things like racism to things like what your kids are exposed to, like with technology and like the way that they're coming up, like with how they respect their parents and how they show and represent themselves and their families in public. Parents, step up your games. Step up your games because you know what? It's sad. It's pathetic. And, um, because I, quite frankly, I'm not perfect by no means. And yes, I do need to step it up in a few ways. But my kids, they damn sure know how to act and they know how to show respect towards people, regardless of other skin color and regardless of their disabilities or who they are, because they know not only that they're representing themselves, but they're representing their family. They're representing their mom, their dad, their grandparents, everybody. Do you guys have that mentality whenever you go out in public and think to yourself that you're representing a whole entire family? Think about it from like the bigger picture from like your fellow brother and sister. We're representing the whole world, which is in our hands. We're representing the whole freaking world. And God's looking down on us saying, you guys might not have the same last name as one another. You guys might have different skin colors, but look how you're treating each other. God called us to love one another. He never said that we had to agree all the time and we had to like each other, but he called us to love one another. And through love, love can conquer that ignorance. God, God can use his love to conquer that hatred. And I pray this year with 2020 that we become more focused on being more of a family and this division, especially within the United States, like the gap gets smaller and smaller and smaller because because as time goes on, we're going to need one another more and more. And these little petty differences and these little fucking bullshit problems or issues that we have, it's not going to matter in the long run. So never shut the door on people in your lives. Love, if you got to love from a distance while they learn lessons, then so would be it. But never completely shut people out. Okay? And, um, and on a, uh, a serious note, guys, 
my Baltimore Ravens were kicking butt. And I hope and pray that we go to the Super Bowl. And I hope and pray we raise that third Lombardi trophy. And it's going to be purple raining all day, every day for a whole year. Because Lamar... Action Jackson, Mr. MVP, is doing a phenomenal job. I'm excited to see him play because he's doing a great job. Our defense is dominant. And guess what? My Super Bowl prediction is I think we are going to beat the New Orleans Saints. Yep. And I think it's going to be a shootout, but I think we're going to beat them. That's my prediction, ladies and gentlemen. The New Orleans Saints will be falling to my Baltimore Ravens. Purple rain, purple rain. And um, that's great. It really, really is. And uh, but I just want to say, guys, that I love you all, that I hope and pray that you can use 2020 as an opportunity to realize that it's a blessing that you should take full advantage of to open up your eyes to bigger and better things in your life. Um. And we're going to get less serious right now. And we're going to have like a little bit of fun. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me once again on the Inspired with Christopher podcast. We have been back with a vengeance. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new time. It's a brand new day. Yes, it is. And I hope and pray no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing day or night, that you guys were impacted tonight, that you were influenced tonight, and that it really, really helped you open up your eyes about things. We are on the Reality Check Podcast Network. And you can check us out at www.rcpodnet.com. No, wait, rcpodnetwork.com. That is correct. We do have a website now, so we are official. You can check out the Rad Turtles podcast with my brother Rob. You can check out Wrestling with Reality with Mr. Johnny Podcasting, Mr. Jonathan Wanglin. And you can check out my brother Richie. With his Wrestling Conspiracies podcast, Jesus Christ, Richie, you're going to kill me, brother, because I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but it's a phenomenal show, guys. Please check it out. I, like, binge listened to it, like, a few days ago. Um, But another podcast that I want you guys to check out is um, one of my favorite... No, no, no. Scratch that. He is my favorite wrestling reporter. That's Mr. Brad Shepard. He's got something that I, that a lot of like the wrestling reporters don't have, and that's a spine, and that's a honest gene in his body. So can you guys please check out Mr. Brad Shepard at ProSportsExtra.com and also on his podcast, the Oh You Didn't Know podcast. You're going to learn a lot break out that pen break out the pencil because you're gonna be educated and please check out mr vince russo on the russo brand on the realm network for less than four bucks a month guys you get a ton of phenomenal programming and it all starts with mr vince russo he's actually the most controversial most misunderstood man in pro wrestling but he's the most successful writer in the history of pro wrestling facts don't lie and numbers don't lie and to everybody out there i'm gonna be blunt with you i'm a vince russo guy and and if you don't like it you can kiss my ass so please check out brad shepherd please check out johnny podcasting please check out rob please check out richie 
please check out, last but not least, the Front Row Material Podcast with ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. That is correct. Hosted by the phenomenally talented Mike Freeland. And for now on, what I'm going to do is start... promoting them as well because their show is kick-ass and they bring a smile to my face every single week and with that said mr mikey ripwreck he gave me permission to air the song going out this week and it's mr mikey ripwreck doing the many wonderful wrestling impersonations that he does singing i'm too sexy so ladies and gentlemen god bless you thank you so much and have a safe blessed choice and happy week and remember you're too sexy for everything peace i'm too sexy for my love too sexy for my love love's going to leave me Sexy for my shirt, too sexy for my shirt, so sexy it hurts. And I'm too sexy for Milan, too sexy for Milan, New York and Japan. Take it. And I'm too sexy for your party, too sexy for your party, no way. I am disco dancing. I'm a model, you know what I mean, and I do my little turn on the catwalk, yeah on the catwalk, on the catwalk, yeah, I do my little turn on the catwalk.
What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there.